Relegation Arsenal are now three points ahead of title contenders Manchester United. The way in which they beat us, that how easy it was for them. It, was, it wasn't the theatre of dreams, it was the theatre of nightmares that day, right? What you're really doing in the training ground, I want to see what's good. City could be right there with Manchester United, right there or, or, or even beyond, so who knows? Not Ali out, I want him to go now. In your lifetime as a Manchester United fan, is this the darkest period you're going through right now in your lifetime? They could be close, but they'll never be bigger. What's going on people? Another episode of the Three at the Back podcast. No Carty this week. He is on international duty, so it's just me and James. James, how's it going, man? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, been a mad month, but yeah, it's all good. I was going to say, football-wise, ain't been too great for you. And uh, as as the viewers can probably tell by the title, there's a certain club we're going to be talking about and a certain club that you know a lot about. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be... Uh... An interesting one this week. Yeah, it's not been great. Let's get straight to the point. Let's get straight to the point, right? What is going on at Manchester United? You got hammered 5-0 by your arch-rivals Liverpool at Old Trafford, right? They had you running out of your own stadium at half-time, singing Ollie's at the wheel. (laughs) Come on, you got to tell me, that's not acceptable. You're Manchester United. How can you accept that as a fan? Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Is that not a sackable offence? Yeah. In my opinion, he should have been gone then. After that game, it wasn't gonna get. We he should have gone then because the win at Tottenham. It was Tottenham. Tottenham are terrible. Yeah, bro, it's called Tottenham. The song is Tottenham get battered him. everywhere they go for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm. We the board knew no matter who's in charge, we're probably gonna beat Tottenham the week after. No matter what, like if Ollie's there and we did beat him, like it was obvious we were gonna beat Tottenham. That was quite a clear one. If he had lost that, then. It would have been even worse, but yeah, after that five nil defeat at home, what four nil at half time, the way in which they beat us, that how easy it was for them, just everything. Yeah, it, do you know the sad thing about that game was? Yeah, Liverpool weren't even that good. Second yeah, half, yeah, they kind of yeah. they kind of went down a gear. They could have mm. really they could hit seven easily. Could have hit seven passes. Yeah, every time Salah had the ball, mm. he looked like he was going to put it in the back of the net. I don't know what's yeah. going on. And then obviously Champions League, you man are hanging on by a life thread. It's 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 CR seven United. That's how it is. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> yeah, I feel that like with Manchester United, right? Right. Although you finished second last year, I don't think you win your games. Yeah, due to great tactics. I don't think I think you win your games due to individual brilliance. Right. It's either a Bruno does a madness, Ronaldo does a madness. When do you ever hear, oh, look at Man United's shape, look at the way they're pressing, look at the counter-attack. Can you honestly tell me you've got a style of play? Because when I look at you lot play, it's like Ronaldo, Bruno, inshallah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the wins against the mid-level to bottom half clubs are all just on Greenwood pulling out a banger, Rashford when he was fit and on form doing it, Bruno, and now obviously Ronaldo's coming, it's either him doing it. There's a lot of games where it is, they don't look like a team, it doesn't look like a well-coached team. Um, the only times where we get wins and you think, okay, that was solid, are usually the big games. When we go to Etihad and beat City, it's usually a well-organised team that are set up to hit teams on the break. The 
games against PSG where we've looked like a proper team. That's the only few times. But is that is that serious. enough for you though? That like you are literally you're Manchester United, right? You're probably the top three biggest club in the world, right? Do you think is this is this good enough for you? Look, you haven't won the Premier League in nearly ten years, right? Let's be honest, Manchester is red. I'm not denying that. But Manchester City are going to start... They're building a gap, all right? They're going to start building a gap. And if they continue this for the next two years... Uh, sorry, next two decades, and you don't improve in that time, there could be arguments where, you know, they're near enough on par with you in terms of the quality of the trophies they've won. Is, does, that, does that not fear? Does that not cause any fear to you as a fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. The, the way in which the team... Going back to what you said about is that good enough for Man U? No, that's obviously not good enough. And that's why I'm saying... I love Oli and was Oli in all the way, but yeah, he should be replaced. The first two years, I could kind of make an excuse for it. But this third year was really the year where, all right, I want to see a f- proper, well-organised team now. With the players that we got, I want to see what you're really doing in the training ground. Because you know, you give, you give a world-class manager, not even a world-class, an elite manager this squad, you're, you're challenging for the title. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put it definitely. this way. Put it this way, man. Look, look, this is when this is when it hits home to me, and I actually feel sad. Me growing up, I was scared of Manchester United. Now, now, just some clubs look at you and think, okay, potential good three points. Do you know what I mean? Look, yeah, you've played eleven games in the league this season. You've won five. You've lost four. But this is for me the worst stat. Right? You've conceded seventeen, and you have two clean sheets. Yeah, that is. The organisation of the team is terrible. It's it's got worse this year than it has been the other two years. Like, this well, what is are they the doing worst time What are they doing on the training? What is going on at Carrington? Then what are, what's Ollie actually doing? It's whatever he's doing. It's not working. But the just showed them years, re- recaps of uh, what the ninety nine. Ninety nine. The first two years, there's always a sort of an excuse or something that you could fall back on, and even. The first few years were never seemed as bad as this. We never seen this unorganized, this undertrained. This third year's got worse. It's the worst I've seen it under Ollie. Like the two years before, he always had bad patches, but it didn't look this bad. This looks like they literally don't know what they're doing out 100%, 100%. there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And what what concerns me the most is how many times has Ollie been against the ropes? How many times did yeah. he get a manager at a world class club right? against the ropes and they keep their job that many times maybe two or mm. three times at the most right every yeah. season he's had there he's had a couple let's be honest yeah, yeah. Right? and i understand you know he was an interim first that that's not an excuse he's had a better squad every year and the reality is now without ronaldo would you be, where would you be where would you actually be he's had so many clutch moments for you this season alone you know we've done 25% of the Premier League already people are forgetting so you can't we can't sit there and say oh mm. we've it's still the start of the season I know December's to come but the, the point is quarter of the season is gone right would you honestly sit there and tell me you can challenge for a title now where you are oh yeah no right? no no because the this, this is where it hits home for me right at the start of the season relegation Arsenal are now three points ahead of title contenders <laughs> Manchester United <laughs> nah. Who would have thought that after they lost to Brentford start the season? <laughs> Who would have thought that? Well, shit, they're two points off Liverpool. As well, mad. Listen, season's gone mad. So I need to ask you this, man. Do you honestly think Manchester United can finish top four? Because right now, West Ham are looking good. Liverpool looking good. Arsenal 
I don't know what they've done, right? There's some judge, yeah? Carty will be haps about there. There's some judge going on, but they're winning games, man. Brighton are up there as well. Tottenham obviously have Conte now, so who knows? They could get top four. I personally mm. think they will. Do you honestly think you can do it now? Because yeah, it's a bit sticky. It's a bit it. sticky, man. What, with Ole, with Ole, though? With Ole? With Ole, maybe. It's more 50-50. It's oh. the, play- the players are that good that you still can't write them off. Because if all of them turn up on... Say from January onwards, they all turn up top four secured because the players are that good. But if we change manager and get someone else in, then I think, yeah, yeah, we still get top four. But on the point back to where would we be without Ronaldo, where you said there's someone I've wanted to mention on that one. I feel like obviously he's a world class player, he's the GOAT, <clears throat> everything, he's 100%, perfect. 100%. But I have a feeling that when we signed him, it made things harder for Oli as a manager. Because now it's like, if we didn't have him, Cavani and Greenwood, one of them two up front, Sancho's got his spot on the right, Rashford when he's back there, whatever on the left. Now that you've signed him, it's kind of thrown everyone off. Now it's like, oh, we've got a bit too much. But I can't drop Ronaldo, but Cavani's still a good enough player. Greenwood's still good, he needs to play. It's kind of thrown things off a bit, that signing of Ronaldo. It felt like, you know a football manager... Yeah, sometimes yeah. you've done all your signings coming up to the end you see someone about to, a club about to sign someone you see a player come up for free or whatever he's class good player but you don't actually need him so you just go oh but you want him your heart just wants him so you just buy him and you carry on your football manager season and your season just gets a bit fucked and you start fucking up nah I hear that I hear it's that. one of them ones it's like he was there so we grabbed him but it's like really in our plans the, the CDM was the main thing to grab we grabbed him because he's obviously a great player and he's going to win us points. But I feel like Oli as the manager has thrown him off because now he's thinking, ah, oh, now that I've got Ronaldo, he's a great player, but now I've got a huge problem of how to deal with all the other players around him. And Oli's not a good enough manager to know how to build a team around one player. A good manager would have Ronaldo and still be able to get the players to work in around him and get the, get them in shape. Oli's not the right man to have a player like Ronaldo and know how to use him in that team. It, it, exactly, and that's why I say it feels like the tactic is get the ball, give it to Bruno, Bruno, find Ronaldo. That's that's mm. what it feels like. And don't get me wrong, the goals he scored for you are so crucial, and that goal against Atlanta, the second one, filthy, oh. the finish, filthy, right? The goals against Tottenham. The goals Even against the Tottenham offside, as well. The filthy. offside goal against Tottenham was disgusting. That <laughs> offside goal was mad. <laughs> Listen, he, he's the greatest football player of all time. I'm not denying that. I'll never sit here and say to you, you've gone worse since Ronaldo, but I will say your style of play isn't as good since yeah. Ronaldo has come. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you this, right? So you've said you're Oli out, right? You were linked to Not Oli con- out. I want him to go now. So you are Oli out. I'm not out, one right? of them man screaming Oli out, screaming all the hate. I'm not, for no, Oli I'm out. not nah. saying you're screaming, I'm but not doing listen, all the hate. if you want the guy out the club, bruv, that means you're Oli out. I'm on. Nah, because the Oli out sounds different. That's a little caption people putting oh, on the end of tweets. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not one of them, man. I, w- I wanted him to do well, but I know it's time for him to move on now. Okay. I'm Oli move on. All right, you're Oli move on then. All right, you're Oli move on. You linked to the Conte. He went to Spurs. I don't know why he's done that. That's another issue, right? <laughs> Who else is there out there? Like Zidane, apparently he doesn't want to come nah, down. I don't, I don't actually think Zidane's that much of a good manager. Nah, same. He was relying on Ronaldo and he had the best team in the world at that point. So I don't really consider him. I'm hearing you're linked to Ralph Ragnick. 
but he's another seventy-year-old yeah, man. Like, it would be a short I don't know what's gonna happen. It looks like Ollie's here the rest of the season, but then I'm hearing today reports about Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers. Like, listen, Eric Ten Hag's the guy. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Right? For anyone listening, right? Me and James have had a lot of conversation about Ten Hag, especially what he's done in the Champions League, right? What he's done with the Ajax team. He lost most of it, right? He lost a lot of key players. But the philosophy and the way they play, you could say it's the Eredivisie, right? Amazing team, though. Amazing team. Yeah. Give him, give him a great squad. I'm surprised Barcelona didn't go for him, right? But give him a great squad yeah. and he will do bits. He will do yeah. bits. I think in the f- next two seasons or so, we'll see him at a bigger club. No offence to Ajax, but like a team that actually want to go out and win Champions Leagues. If Ole got sacked today... And all Premier League clubs need the manager, right? Would any Premier League club pick him? Ask yourself that. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I don't think it works like that. But so he he's, he's, not, them... he's not fit for the league then. If no Premier League team would take him, he's not good enough. One or two, some of the bottom half one. I'd, but... uh, he had Cardiff, don't forget, uh, what, 10 years ago, he got them relegated. They were bad when he joined them. They were on their way down when he joined them. It wasn't all on him, to be nah. fair. Listen, he's not a but, bad manager. I'm not denying that. He's won domestic titles, right? But I'm saying he's not a Premier League level manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like sometimes there's certain managers that maybe make a special... Because they've got the links with that club, they can maybe do a bit more than other managers would. I feel like it was that with Oli. Like, yeah, he wouldn't fit in at other clubs. But just because he had the link and he kind of knew what how it should be at Man U... He did good for them two years. That's the one thing I'm still going to give him credit for. Them two years where we were we were down, boy, when Jose left. We were in a different place. He did change it up and he's put us in the right direction. He's got us the squad. It's just now time for someone else. He's done his bit, gave us the squad, got us back-to-back Champions League, back-to-back top four finishes, which Van Gaal and Jose Mourinho, two world-class managers, couldn't do. He went and did that. And now it's time for someone else. He's done his bit. We gave him the third year. Let's see if he could actually challenge and win things. He's proved he can't. But now, right. So, so you're saying years, he's reached his peak at Manchester United. He can't take uh, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he did his two years of good work getting us ready. And we're just on the edges with that squad and stuff. Now we just need the manager to go and take it further. Okay. So I give him credit for that. In your lifetime as a Manchester United fan, is this the darkest period you're going through right now in your lifetime? Although you have not won the league in like 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't had terrible seasons. You've still been around that top four mark, you know, good cup runs and that, right? But he's, look, getting hammered right, 5-0 by your arch rivals at your own stadium, Old Trafford, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the theatre of dreams, it was the theatre of nightmares that day, right? Mm. City demolishing you 2-0. I mean, I'm surprised there wasn't more. And the goals that you conceded, sloppy man, sloppy mm. goals, two sloppy goals you Terrible. conceded. It was like a he training was... session. So I need to ask yeah. you, is this the darkest period you've been in as a Manchester United fan? Nah, nah, I think Jose's time was worse. That felt horrible. Jose, Jose. won you titles though. He gave you something. Yeah, yeah, no, but his third season was terrible. And even when he did win us titles, was I really that excited to watch us every week? Uh, there's a point under Oli where I was excited to watch us every week. After the football came back from COVID, them first few weeks where we were spanking teams, we were actually, that was probably the best bit of football I've seen. Comeback FC, post- right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we were like Bournemouth 2-1 down or whatever, 5-2 or whatever. And for about five, six games, we were spanking teams. 
I hadn't seen that with any other manager. The third season for Jose was the... He was felt like he was falling... That whole squad just looked... Most of the squad fell out with him. Then he was going at the board for not getting him a centre-back. That was the worst. But at the end of the day, you're Manchester United, right? You only deserve to compete. And like I said, if you keep going the way you're going and City keep progressing the way they're progressing, that gap is going to get smaller and smaller in the next couple of decades, right? And we could be looking at it when me and you were in our 60s or whatever, City <laughs> could be right there with Manchester United. Right there or, or, or even beyond. So who knows? They could be close, but they'll never be bigger. Hey, Manchester's always right, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Always. All right, listen, people, that was James. He's saying that Manchester United is still going to get top four and he doesn't want Oli out. He just want Oli to leave, just to clarify. He's, he's not Oli out, he's Oli leave. I just want Oli to go, but I'm not Oli out. Not them Twitter, Twitter fans that go mad. <laughs>